What it do, baby? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what it is, good people. It's your boy, Big Zoo. And you know what that means. It's time for another episode of Time to Jets right here on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever it is that you happen to be listening right now. Appreciate you for doing so. Please remember, hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star rating. It helps get more eyes onto the podcast. It helps bring people, you know, right here into the Zooniverse, into the Time to Jets podcast world. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys doing that. I appreciate you guys being ride or dies. Uh, as for this game this week, woof, we got one, boys. We got one, boys and girls. This is going to be an interesting one, and uh, I'll get into why. I'll get into some of the injury news and... I mean, listen, I might be a little crazy, but this should be another game where the Jets shouldn't get blown out. <laughs> Damn, I really just said I'm, <laughs> I might be a little crazy because I think the Jets might not get blown out. Oh, gosh. Um, hit me up on the Twitter machine, at Zubeard77. Let me know if I'm being a little too crazily optimistic, or let me know if I'm... Uh, I'm just so downtrodden right now that I'm being a little over the top in terms of my pessimism that, you know, I just think that this team won't get blown out today. Let me know what you think about today's game, of course. Uh, let me know your thoughts during the game at Zubeard77. Love the interaction with you guys. Love getting after it during the games, after the games. And remember that the, uh, you know, the best comments that I do get, I will read on the post-game show. So please, please, please get at me on the Twitter machine. Leave your comments there. That's the best way to interact. And uh, I love doing it with you guys. So, I mean, we got a fun one today. So hopefully we got some good stuff to talk about. <laughs> but, you know, we've said that a lot of times before and it ends up not working out too well. Yeah. Let's see how this week is. And in order to see how this week is, we need to divulge ourselves into this pregame information. And we need to check out. What exactly needs to go right and what exactly is going wrong that this Jets team can take advantage of? And right now, the Eagles have themselves a little bit of an issue. And I know I don't typically start with news on the other team, but in this situation, I felt it to be very important to start by speaking about the Eagles and their injury news right now. Because starting quarterback from... Oklahoma by way of Alabama, he is uh, Jalen Hurts, and he is not looking too good to play tomorrow or tomorrow today. Sorry about that. I'm recording this late in the evening on Saturday, so I'm a little bit back and forth on the days. <laughs> Sorry about that for today. Um, but yeah, no, Jalen Hurts got the ankle injury. His mobility's a little bit uh, down. I'm not really sure if he's going to be able to play, but... Everything that I'm reading is saying that he might not be good to go and they're feeling a little uh, a little pessimistic on him. And if he does not play, the next option for the Philadelphia Eagles to get into this game is going to be one Gardner Minshew. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The mustache mania, the Minshew mania, the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, you know, starting quarterback of the future or... Former starting quarterback of the future. I don't know how we should refer to that. But Gardner Minshew is the man who would be starting for the Eagles today if Jalen Hurts is not in. 
And that, my friends, is going to be the biggest thing to watch in terms of the Jets' uh, opportunity to compete in this game, in terms of the Jets' ability to get after it this game. If Jalen Hurts is unable to play, it will open up a lot of opportunity for this defense to not to take one less part of the run game out for the Eagles, which is, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be vital. <laughs> a, a team that has issues stopping the run, getting arguably one of the best runners for the Eagles out is going to be huge. You also have Jordan Howard, who's looking like he's out. Also. I think Miles Sanders is going to be the only healthy running back or fully healthy running back for the Eagles playing uh, today. So you got to be smart. You got to be smart with the way you're playing this. This is a team that loves to pound the ball. They're a top rushing team in the entire league. Very similar to the way that the Colts run their offense. I mean, Frank Reich has his uh, fingerprints on both both organizations and both ways that they, uh, you know, do their thing. But when I look at this and I look at this opportunity, I mean, this is a chance now where Hertz is gone. Yes, maybe you could say, maybe you can make the argument that Minshew is a more accurate passer, but you have a chance now to, to really take what the Eagles do well, their bread and butter, how they win games, the run game, and you could take that and you could toss it out the window. You're almost at that point. The reason I wouldn't say that they're there is because this team is missing out on Sheldon Rankins. And while that might not seem like a massive, massive, you know, loss, I do think that there is something to be said there when you lose a guy in the middle who is a, you know, who is known to be a run stopper, who is known to be a game, not a game wrecker in there, but is somebody who can, uh, mess up a run game plan for a team and not having him, not having his veteran leadership, not just having his ability to be in there when we need to swap guys out. It's definitely going to hurt this team, but I need to see, I need to see more in terms of, you know, play time, more snaps on the field for Foley Fatakasi and for Quinn and Williams. I just, I have to see more of them on the field. If Sheldon Rankins isn't available, that means that some of those snaps that he was going to play need to be reverted to Foley, and they need to be reverted to Quinnen. We can't take those and just hand over, you know, arguably 35 to 40% of the defensive snaps to somebody who shouldn't be there. Now, I understand having a guy come in and get a little bit of a, you know, grind a little extra work, you know, Nate Shepard, get a little extra work in there because you don't want to overexhaust and you don't want to overexhaust Foley, but those are two guys that are cornerstones of this defense. Arguably, I mean Foley's a captain of this team. Quinnen is a guy who he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. He's a former number three pick. You have to start playing him like he's a superstar, or you need to realize that he's not. I think he still has that superstar potential. I think he's showing you it. Give him the minutes. Give him the burn. Get him on the damn field, and let's see what happens. Hopefully you're not in a situation where you're on the field for 15 plays in a drive, for 10-plus plays in a drive multiple times in this game. If you can keep yourself and limit those opportunities, if you could keep the Eagles to only having five, six-play drives, even less, three and outs, 
then you can keep Quinnen on the field more. You can keep Foley on the field more. That's what you need to do. You need to be a smarter defense. You need to be a better defense. And in order to do that, you need to stop the run. And in order to stop the run, you need to have your best defensive linemen, especially best defensive tackles on the field. And those guys right now with no Sheldon Rankins are Foley, Fatakasi, and Quinnen Williams. And the next person up, it's not even close. They're miles, miles behind both of them in talent. So it's not even not even something you can compare. It's not really something that you can even say that it's a, it's a drop-off that isn't that steep. It's something that you can survive. I don't believe it is at all. Give these guys the burn. We want to see what these guys can do also. So why not just play them today? Just, just give them the burn. See if they can go for it. See if they're those guys that we're hoping that they are. And if they're not, they're not. There's no shame in not being those dudes. But you have to be able to see. If you're Jeff Ulbrich, you have to be able to see. If you have two dudes who can, you know, give you a little bit extra when you need them to. Today is an opportunity for both Quinnen and Foley to step up and solidify themselves as the guy on the interior for this team. And I mean, Quinnen is already right there in terms of solidifying himself, but Foley, he's been solid, but there's so much more. There's so much more meat on the bone with him. And I would just love to see him have a little bit of a day today. And I know Jeff Ulbrich would as well, because, you know, Ulbrich was talking this week about the performances from this defense against the run throughout the season, specifically speaking about the Colts game. Because, like I alluded to earlier, you know, Frank Wright comes from Philly. These offenses are somewhat similar. You know, with Sirianni going over there from Indianapolis. So, I mean, while you don't have that same Doug Peterson system in place, you now have Sirianni, who is even more of a direct link to Frank Reich. So, the run games are going to be similar. And, you know, Ulbrich alluded to the fact that they got torched by the uh, Colts and that they need to be better and that this is an opportunity for this defense to show that they aren't that bad, that they aren't that team that was there against the Colts. And this is an opportunity to show the fans that they are better than that. And I really, I appreciate the, I wouldn't call it confidence, but the, the care from old brick to come out and say things like that. Like, listen, we want to show the fans, we want to show ourselves that we're better than that. And it takes a lot of balls. It takes a lot of uh, a belief in order to make a claim like that for Ulbrich. But I, I definitely agree with it. I mean, he's not wrong. This team needs to show not only the fans, but themselves that they could be better against a good run team. And today is a perfect opportunity, especially especially if Jalen Hurts is out. And I know that might be a asterisk on if you're able to have a good game against the Philly run today. Might be an asterisk that, you know, Jalen Hurts is out. A couple of running backs weren't really 100%. But this is still, still a really good offensive line Philly has and a really, really smart offense. And in order to stop that run, you're going to need your backers to be more disciplined. You're going to need C.J. Mosley to be a little bit smarter in terms of how he plays. He needs to realize that sometimes Quincy Williams is just going to be 
I mean, just a just a dude going right at the QB, right at the running back, and not even caring about anything else happening, just going with reckless abandonment. CJ needs to understand that, and he needs to be able to cover the area that, you know, event, uh, what is it? You know, eventually he's going to be left wide open by Quincy. I was trying to find the right word there, but I didn't want to leave you guys hanging for a while. It would have taken a couple minutes, but <laughs> inevitably, there we go. Inevitably, the space that will be left open by Quincy Williams. That's what I was going to say. Sorry about that, guys, and I'm sorry for leaving that, uh, taking that time right there. <laughs> but I think it's really important to to note that Quincy, you know, he's a good player. He's a great blitzer. And he's a solid playmaker, but he does sometimes have the ability to play a little bit undisciplined when he blitzes and gets into the backfield, and he overruns certain plays, and he puts them in really bad positions. Um, but he makes up for that a lot of the time by making big plays as well, so that's why you keep him on the field. Today's a day where he's got to be smarter, he's got to be better, he's got to know that he can't just run up the field with reckless abandonment. Like I said, and I know I'm saying that crazy. Maybe he's running up the field like a bat out of hell, as uh, as my mom would say. But, <laughs> yeah, I'll take that back. Sorry, guys. That wasn't uh, that wasn't a great reference. I apologize if that got duds across the, across the world. <laughs> but I thank you guys for still listening. <laughs> and hit that subscribe if you haven't done so already because you will get more of that kind of content right here. But, yeah, these linebackers need to be smarter. They need to be better. And C.J. Mosley said he thinks they're learning. He thinks they're getting to a better place overall as a defense, a smarter place. They're playing a better brand of football. And, I mean, it's hard to say that yet because the only team he had a solid defensive performance against was the Houston Texans or is the Houston Texans over the past couple of weeks. So you kind of got to show me something. I get it. You had the Dolphins, and that wasn't a bad game, but the Dolphins aren't a great offense. Houston's not a great offense. You need to show something now. You're going up against a team that does something well that you suck at, and everybody and their mothers know you suck at. They're going to run it. They're going to try to run it right down your damn throat, and you need to be ready, and you need to be willing to stop it. And those linebackers and Foley and Quinnen, it's up to those guys to make it happen. Because if they can do that, then the job of stopping and beating this Philadelphia Eagles team becomes significantly easier. Because you stop that, you force this team to pass the ball. Jalen Hurts, if he is in there, you want to force him to pass the ball. If it's Gardner Minshew, you want to see Gardner Minshew taking 30, 30 you know, attempts during the game. You want to see him taking 25 attempts during the game. Because that means that they can't run the ball, and they're forcing it through Gardner. And when you're forcing the throws, the one thing that you need to truly watch with this Eagles team is the speed of these wide receivers. You got Devonta Smith, you got Jalen Rager, and I get Rager, you know, drops the ball last weekend against the Giants in the end zone or on his way to the end zone and smacks him right in the face mask. It's tough, but at the same time, Rager's a quick guy. Rager can catch the ball, so if he does do both of those things, catch it and then go real fast, it's going to be a problem for this defense. you got to watch the deep threats, and in order to do that, you need your safeties to be smart. So Ashton Davis, I don't need to see him getting his ankles busted up by any you know, 
first grade moves from receivers. And by first grade, I mean like literally like a seven-year-old first grade moves. I don't need to see that anymore out of Ashton. It's time for him to step up. This is a game where he can be really good, use his speed to help make up for what the corners might have issues with. And then we also have to watch Mr. Elijah Riley. Safety that the Jets picked up off a practice squad a couple weeks back. He's playing some good minutes. Had a nice week last week versus the Texans. Looking to build off of that against his old team. I mean, he's going to be a big part of this. Like I said, the safeties are going to play a huge role in stopping a quick, quick Eagles, you know, position group, skill player group, and wide receivers. So you need to be smart. You need to be on them. And you need to make sure that you have backup there because the last couple of weeks, or not even the last couple of weeks in general over the season, what you've seen with this cornerback group is that they lose assignments very easily. And maybe it's not just the corners. Maybe it's the safeties as well. But mostly these corners lose assignments or get lulled to sleep by the receivers. I I don't even know how. The play's only a couple seconds long. But... They miss coverages, guys break open, and all of a sudden they're running for 15 to 20 yards before anybody gets there because everybody else was guarding their man going the other way across the field. If that happens today, Devontae Smith is taking the ball to the house. Jalen Rager is taking the ball for a gain of 50-plus yards, maybe to the house. It's just you can't put yourself in that place versus this team because you're not going to catch these guys. These dudes are legitimately fast I mean, all pro-level speed, Olympic-level speed when you're talking about Devontae Smith. You need to be better. You need to be smarter. And you can't let guys, one, beat you behind. Oh, God. Pause, pause, pause. (laughs) You can't let these guys beat you deep on the pass. Jeez, God. I'm sorry, everybody. This this episode is getting off the rails. (laughs) And you can't lose your assignment when you're going across the field. Those are two things. If you're able to hold that true, your safeties are able to be strong versus the deep ball. This pass game is going to be irrelevant for the Eagles. And once that happens, you stop the rush game. It's going to be a long day for Philly trying to move the ball in MetLife once again. But that's enough about the defense because we all know defense... Yeah, wins championships, but you need an offense to score. And right now, this Jets offense has been pretty pathetic, scoring the ball with Zach Wilson at the helm. I have to say that, I mean, there's really nothing left to say when you're talking about the offense. They looked well when they had, you know, Flacco in there. They had Mike White in there. Even Josh Johnson went in there, ran the offense well, and they scored points. And we didn't have these questions about the first half and the first quarter and why aren't they scoring and why aren't they moving the ball. And all of a sudden, Zach Wilson comes back. We have questions again. What's going on in the first half? What's up in the first quarter? Why aren't you moving the ball? Zach Wilson needs to be significantly better today. Zach Wilson needs to be smarter. Zach Wilson needs to take the throws that he's going to get because he's not going to get a lot of good looks. This is a very, very smart and a very opportunistic Eagles secondary. They might not be a great group of players. They might not all be all pros or guys who are going to play on Pro Bowl teams in their careers. 
but they are guys who know how to play in this league and they know how to take advantage of bad passes and bait you into making them. Zach Wilson has to be smart. When he has Braxton Berrio streaking across the middle of the field, five yards up off the line of scrimmage, and he's wide open and not a single person is within 10 yards of him, you need to hit him with that throw immediately. You can't wait. You can't double, you know, second-guess yourself. You need to hit him with that throw and take the open pass, take the completion, take the yards. Enough. Uh, it's enough is enough. He needs to stop looking at the first down marker and think that he needs to throw it past that. He needs to stop looking at that first down marker every single play and think he needs to throw it past that. And on first down, he needs to stop thinking he needs to make 20-yard plays and instead try to make that short little five-yard slant, make that little dink off, hit the running back. That's what you need to do right now when you're Zach Wilson. You don't need to make these deep throws. Nobody cares. We've seen you do it. it it's not doing anything for you. You need to do these small things that are going to help you become a great quarterback in this league. And when you're going up against a defense today that is going to look to pick you off left and right, you need to be smart. And, I mean, I'm saying it over and over again. He needs to be smart. But he needs to truly take advantage of these opportunities to hit guys open when he has them. He hasn't done that. He's shown an actually he's shown an acute inability to not do that. It, it's 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 maddening. It's unbelievable in my opinion that he can't hit these play they, these guys for short routes. I don't I don't believe that. I don't think that it's something that he physically cannot do. I think it's something that he's mentally blocking himself from doing because he's so used to going out there and just slinging the ball downfield. And either having a guy run and get under it, or the or the corner not be good enough to get there and pick it off. That's what he's used to. He's used to being on the best team in the best conference in the state and whooping everybody's ass along the way. That's what Zach Wilson is used to, especially playing at BYU as well. He, he never got that opportunity to play true competition, to play like, legitimate legitimate competition week in and week out this is it now and we're seeing what he's going through i mean if we compare it he's going right now through what mac jones went through last season and honestly through his career in alabama watching guys play before him Tua, jalen i mean jalen hurts who we're going up against today <laughs> exactly but this is this is Zach Wilson's learning period, but you can't tell me, you can't tell me that you can continue to learn, quote unquote, learn about what's going on in the game, how you're supposed to play, what you're supposed to do in this moment, and continue to make the same incorrect, bad reads, bad throws, awful decisions. I mean... And maybe just not even decisions. He's just doing things. And it's 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 so absolutely frustrating because it's not getting better. He's not making the smarter throws. He's continuing to suck in the first half. And then, oh, all of a sudden, put it all together in the second half. And that's great. I love seeing him do good in the second half. But the fact that he sucks so bad in the first half 
of these games that this team almost completely devolves and the games get away from them off the bat, it's just you can't have that happen anymore. It's gotta it's gotta stop. It's gotta stop. And I can't put this on LaFleur anymore. I can't put this on the O line anymore. This is on Zach Wilson. And he needs to get better. And until he gets better, until he makes smarter plays, he doesn't need to be Tom Brady incarnate tomorrow. He doesn't need to be Aaron Rodgers in his prime. He just needs to be a starting quarterback in this league. And right now, as we speak, before the Eagles-Jets game, and today is December 5th, one day before your boy's birthday, so uh, happy birthday to the kid. (laughs) But... No, this is an opportunity for Zach to step up and finally be a quarterback because right now he's not, and he really doesn't deserve to be starting in this league if you ask me my honest opinion of what Zach Wilson is. But he is starting, he's our quarterback, and we have a lot invested in him, so you need to start seeing these things happen. You need to start seeing him become a starting quarterback in this league, regardless of what you think about this year, regardless of what you think about the future, this needs to happen now. There are things that need to happen now that aren't happening with him. And I get patience. I get Josh Allen sucked and all these things. And, oh, Peyton threw a ton of picks. And, yeah, but you saw those guys start to get better. You saw those guys have the poise to play in this league. You don't see that right now with Zach Wilson. He needs to be better, and it needs to start happening at a much higher clip than it is at this point in time. But there's much more to this offense than just Zach. And if we're looking at just a strictly how do you win this game, I think you have to get the run game going. You have to get the ball moving with this offensive line who is starting to hit on all cylinders, especially especially when it comes to uh, run blocking. So I would get them out early, starting to make some plays, Get dudes running behind them, Coleman, Johnson, and just see what you can do and play off of that with a play-action pass. Have Wilson roll out and make smart plays out of that. Develop this game today off of the run because this team, that's where they're starting to trend to be good. Do that where we should have always been all year, but unfortunately the run game wasn't there because the O-line sucked with Greg Van Rotten. But now it's not rotten anymore. (laughs) At least not in the run game. So you must, must, must take advantage of that. If you're LaFleur, and when you do that, hit the play actions off of it. It'll lead to opportunities for guys like Elijah Moore to maybe break free on a nice route, get himself a big-time play. But I don't expect too much out of Zach Wilson today in terms of I don't think he's going to throw it a ton. But when he does throw it and he is forced to make decisions I want to see him make the smart decisions that he has not been making in the past hit the guy who's open even if he's right there it doesn't matter keep the ball moving keep your confidence growing let's get this chicken there's no reason not to no reason for Zach Wilson to not be getting better and to not have a good game today against the Eagles it's just, it's just a matter of Zach at this point. I mean, it's a really, it's a cop-out thing to say, 
But when you're looking at a guy and he's shown you this much talent so far, he's shown you what Zach Wilson has shown you, you need to. You need to start evaluating him based on that and not based on what you think he can be. We're at that point, in my opinion, with Zach. We're at that point. And patience is a virtue, but patience is also a thing that will lead you to death if you don't make moves quick. Um, before I get to uh, players to watch today, I uh, I just want to give a quick, you know, quick little shout out to this beautiful, beautiful Jets Nation that is following this podcast and getting at me on the Twitter machine. I mean, listen, guys, you are phenomenal. I love interacting with y'all. I love having the opinions thrown my way. I mean, it's just great. <laughs> and it's for a guy like me, I, I never expect uh, never expect to get such good, good, positive reinforcement from y'all. And uh, I love just talking to you. So thank you guys for being on this ride. Thank you guys for being a part of this uh, podcast so far. And hopefully we uh, we keep rolling and this Jets team can finally uh, get us a little dub today. How about that? I mean, listen, they're going to be without Sheldon Rankin's. They're going to be without Wesco, although that's not going to be too much of a too much of a loss for this team. But when you look at Corey Davis, probably not going to be there either, although he did practice in a limited capacity on Friday. You know, if he's back, that opens the door for Zach Wilson to make some big plays now, too. And also, it takes a little bit off of, uh, you know, the excuse plays for him as well. And uh, like I said before, Eagles got some injury, question marks, issues. Jordan Howard, out. Jalen Hurts, questionable. Possibly not going to play with that ankle. Even if he does, his his uh, movement is going to be very limited with an ankle injury. I mean, he's not going to be going back and forth. So if he is out there, that's a different, whole different game plan. And I'm just sending guys at him because he can't run side to side with an ankle injury. That's not, I mean, if you've ever sprained your ankle, if you've ever done anything to your ankle, it's much easier going forward and backwards than it is going left to right. So if you're able to bring guys in on him and keep that center, keep that, you know, fully Quinnen in the middle and force him to go outside, he ain't moving, guys. And you're going to be able to take him down and have a day. Have a day in terms of rushing the passer. And that's that's kind of fun for me. But also, guy who uh, is potentially, potentially going to miss out. He's got an illness, and that's uh, Boston Scott, another running back for the Eagles. So you talk about two of their three main guys running the rock in Boston Scott and Jordan Howard both being out. You're looking at a lot of work from Miles Sanders, who... You know, was on the injury report as well with an ankle injury, so you don't know where he is at 100% physically. But, I mean, dang. This could be this could be a game, guys. This could be a game. Don't call me crazy, but you can. Hit me up on Twitter, at Zubeard77. Remember to do that. And uh, hit that subscribe as always. Appreciate y'all. But let's get to those players to watch because this is usually how we wrap up the show, and I think it's about that time that I get you guys into this Jets game and ready to roll on a Sunday. So let's do it. Players to watch. Let's start out on the defensive side of the ball because I think that I've 
focused in on defense for the most part in this episode, so why not start the players to watch section with them as well? But the player to watch for me on the defensive side of the ball today is one Elijah Riley. And although he's not Quentin Williams, he's not Foley Fatakasi, he's not even Quincy or uh, CJ, but he's, you know, in terms of their ability to stop the run today, and that's going to be a big part. But Riley, his performance last week, his being a former Eagles practice squad member, I'm expecting him to, you know, not come out and have an Ed Reed kind of a game. But I think that he's a dude who's going to have a day today. I think he's a guy who's going to come out and he's going to show us that maybe he maybe he can play in this league. Maybe he can be a dude. And I'm expecting to see some good stuff out of him. I expect him to be involved in some part on the run as well. But his biggest, biggest contribution to this team today would be to stop deep threats, would be to keep guys down before they are able to break free on a 80-yard touchdown run, Devontae Smith, or get behind secondary, or get behind, you know, Bryce Hall or any of these dudes, Ashton Davis, <laughs> and get into the end zone like Jalen Rager. He's going to be a big piece, and I'm putting a lot onto his, uh, you know, plate here. I'm putting a lot into uh, young Elijah Riley. But I think that this is a big time, you know, prove it game. Hey, you guys didn't think I was good enough to play in this league. I'm here now. I'm with the Jets and I'm going to make y'all look stupid. And I hope he does. I mean, that's always a good story. And I always root for the guy who's trying to stick it to the, uh, you know, stick it to the people who put him down a little bit or underestimated what he could be. I'm always with those guys. And on the offensive side, I mean, we're, we can do this every game this year. And we probably will the rest of the way, but the guy to watch is Zach Wilson, and it's not even a question. I mean, you have to watch him. You have to see him start to improve. And, I mean, until he starts to show us improvement, he's going to be the guy that I'm pointing out week in and week out as the player to watch on offense because we all need to see what Zach Wilson can be and what he is at this point. And right now, what he is is not very good. So we need to see what he can be, and we need to start seeing it soon. But today is that day where he can take a step, where he can start to feel more comfortable. And you know what? We're this deep into the season. We need to start seeing some things happen right now. I think today could be a day for Zach. Let me see you get over 250 yards, bud. Don't throw a pick. I don't care how many touchdowns you throw. Get over 250 yards and don't throw a pick. That's all I ask of you. And, I mean, all I ask of you is to enjoy the game, people. I appreciate y'all for coming in for another pregame episode of Time to Jets. And please, please don't think I forgot about the, the score. We are going to go with the Eagles, 18, and the Jets, 24. And a Jet victory, a Jet live today. Ooh, baby, I hope we are talking about that in the post game in a couple hours, which I will see you guys on because, of course, you hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you happen to be listening right now. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, appreciate you. Leave that five-star rating so that we can get the eyes on that post game podcast so more people can check it out. And please, thank you so much. Hit me up on the Twitter machine. I appreciate y'all for being here throughout the uh, first season so far, and we still got a ways to go. But I just wanted to give you guys a little thanks 
for uh, making this a fun ride. And I hope you guys are having fun too. Hopefully the Jets can make this a fun Sunday for us. Enjoy some wings for me. Enjoy some whatever your Sunday treat is. Enjoy it for me. I will catch you guys on the post game afterwards. It's time for me to jet on out of here. But until until that post game episode, I must bid you adieu. Peace.